0: I remember uh, laying in bed in grad school and just hearing voices for the first time and feeling like uh, I was actually communicating somehow with some force and I remember just one voice telling me that I was in the ether now and the idea was that I am no longer just inside my body, but I am also outside my body mentally. I thought just life had somehow evolved, that just uh, mentally I'd reached a, another stage of development. I knew everything was different, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. It's sort of like when you're when you in your field of vision you take in a lot more than what you're looking at. And like I look at you directly right now, but I see the whole room the way I explain it is my subconscious sees something over in the corner of my eye and it's like I look over there and it has a certain meaning at a particular time and it's like a coincidence but it's not a coincidence because my subconscious is actually telling me to look at it. So it gets complicated and it can be extremely misleading to someone who is following their subconscious instead of being in charge of it. My subconscious sort of started talking to me and making suggestions and I guess I felt that the education system, particularly the one that I was in, wasn't approaching education in the proper fashion. It was too carried away with solving small problems, uh, you know, caught up in format and and not focusing enough on trying to actually solve the true nature of the problem. So I just went about trying to solve the problem myself, and if I felt the need to leave class to address an issue that I was trying to solve, I would do so and get up in the middle of class and leave. At one point I was reading James Joyce. Out Loud, Finnegan's Wake. Uh, Here's an incredible piece of literature that no one really understands. My point was, why aren't we reading this stuff? Why aren't we trying to tackle the big problems? Why are we so caught up in the minutia of just trying to get a degree, to get a job, to start a family, to get a raise, to retire, rather than being an institution, an ivory tower? where Socrates is on the steps asking the students questions and hopefully not getting slaughtered for. It It was what I believe was in the best interest of people in general. However, it disrupted the local people, and I don't think anyone understood what I was trying to do. It's generally referred to as grandiosity, where you think you can solve these incredible problems and they become more important than other aspects of life finally uh, I think the school had had enough of me and my parents came down and got me and I was put into a car and locked inside it driven to a facility and I tried everything I could to get out of that situation but I was just uh, physically overpowered So I realized I had to give up. It was an awful thing to go through. But I'm very fortunate to have a family that would do that for me. I was giving a court order to either take medication or be committed. So I still had some sense about me. So I took the medication, (laughs) which slowed my thinking down. And uh, eventually I realized wait a second, Uh, maybe I do have an illness. I fought my illness for a long period of time. I got into medication and increased it to where I didn't want to basically have any hallucinations or mood disturbances or anything else like that at all. One night, I was Hearing voices, and I said, Okay, I gotta medicate, and that'll be all right. And I medicated, and nothing happened. And I medicated some more, and nothing happened. And I was at the maximum increase in dosage that I was supposed to take in one day, and nothing had changed. And I started crying for an hour. you know usually my mind stops after that and it just didn't seem fair it just didn't seem right and it seemed like i was i had to live with it at this point for the rest of my life but the uh next morning i said well i guess i'll try to work with it maybe i can do this it's better to be living and risk going to the hospital once in a while than to be dead to the world all the time. It's okay to have these symptoms and live with them and sort of push it a little bit, but the goal is to pull back when you have to. I think the first real step, and I had some guidance on this, is making friendships and just trying to work on relationships not try to complicate the illness with a new job or something very complex. And then once you feel that you you have a solid relationship built, and it takes a couple tries to do this, it's not easy to make friends for anyone. But once you've found a successful relationship and you can manage that, you can start to add other things. For me, the progression was really friendships few really good friendships and then adding school to that and then adding a girlfriend and now fiance and then her daughter to that picture and one at a time just like you would add medication you know one particular medication at a time so you can adjust to that level and then add something new and then adjust to that level and then on and on and on until you realize you've got too much <laughs> and then you gotta cut back. There will be flares, you know, you know, there'll be ups and downs and you've to learned to manage those with medication and cognitive therapy and your support systems. It's a skill that has to be developed. That takes time. That took me ten years to figure out And I'm still learning. Uh, Recovery is sort of constant. It's sort of like being diabetic, I guess. At least that's what the doctors tell me. You know, you're constantly checking yourself and uh, you're constantly having to make adjustments. And whether they're medicine adjustments or life adjustments, you don't get cured. So there's no end to it. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> my illness presents a major challenge in my life, which makes my life very complicated. But at the same time, it allows me to see things differently. And for that, I love it. It got me into grad school. If you give someone like a problem to solve, they'll see it very linearly. Like, how do I get from point A to point B using all the knowledge I have? I'll put this in, then that in, then this in, and I'll get the answer. I sort of, like, see the answer, then the beginning, then somewhere in the middle, then back to the beginning, then over to the answer, and I sort of do, like, figure eights around the problem, and eventually I come up with something, and it's the concept of process over product. For me... The thinking, the process, is uh, it's a journey, it's a wonderful adventure in which I have my ups and downs, but I've reached the point where I've actually gotten to something in terms of my intellectual solving capability that I can take ownership of. And when I show that product to a person who can understand it, they really appreciate it. I used to think my illness cost me 10 years of my life, at least, but I told this to my brother. Death comes knocking on your door at one point in life, and you get away with it, and you sort of go back to life the way it was, think it was some kind of accident. One is knocking every day, it's sort of like you really learn to appreciate life for what it is and all the relationships and wonderful things about it i don't have a terminal on this but i think i've learned a lot from it it sort of made me who i am